to the maiden voyage of Positive Talk Podcast. My name is Chuck Allen, and I'm joined today by my good friend and co-host, Julie Homrich. Today's episode number one is brought to you in part by Clear Path Counseling Network. Clear Path can help you discover your clear path toward your very best life. So reach out and take the totally free assessment at clearpathcounseling.org. We want to start every episode of the Positive Talk podcast with, well, a bit of positivity. So, Julie, did you read the story about this lady in Philadelphia at age 65 that graduated from high school? No, I didn't, but that's incredible. It really is. I mean, uh, better late than never, I guess, but this lady's name is Twana Williams, age 65, who graduated from high school, and she was also the valedictorian of her class at Philadelphia's South Philadelphia High School. Twana was among the students who got their degrees through the city's educational options program that enables adults to earn their high school diploma. So Twana Williams, when she was interviewed, said, oh my goodness, I was overwhelmed. That's what she told the Today Show when she was interviewed. She went on to say, I was so ecstatic and excited and couldn't believe that I did that. I made it that far. I was really excited. It was exciting for me and I felt important. I felt special. I hope I inspire people that are my age and older that's dropped out of school to go back, she said. It's not that bad. You know, think about it. Tawana voted valedictorian of her class at age 65, a grandma of four who's now retired, who dropped out of school when she was 15 to, to get a job in order to help her mom pay her bills after she got divorced. She went on to have two children of her own, but remained focused on completing her education. How stinking cool is that? Wow. I just love stories like that. You know, seeking out good news and positive stories, both internally and externally, is so important. So, Julie, this podcast is all about shedding a bit of positivity on what seems like a world turned ridiculously negative over the past couple of years. And while there are some real and significant challenges in our world, there is also so much to be positive about and so many things that happen and can happen in our own lives that can make our days become filled with more good news than bad or overtly critical news. Yeah, I am so excited about this venture. You realize that the world has a negativity bias, right? I mean, we humans are naturally wired to discover and retain negativity in far greater degrees than we do the good and positive things that happen in and around and through us. So we here at Positive Talk Podcast want to help you build a positivity desire and reality, not a power of positive thinking, Pollyanna fake happiness utopia, but rather a deep sense of positive vibes deep within your soul that can carry you through the challenges of a world filled with negative, harsh, and often hateful actions and words. Absolutely, because there is plenty of good news out there, and for most of us, there is good news to be discovered within us as well. But as you said, the negativity bias is a real thing. I think it is best pictured in a, in a study by an economist named Danny Kahneman. He won the 2002 Nobel Prize for his work. It seems simple enough, but even though he did this work and proved his study, it just is overwhelmed. It just overwhelms me with simplicity. So what he did was he asked people, the participants in his study, to imagine either losing $50 or gaining $50. Just think about it. That's simple. Losing 50 
or gaining 50. And even though the amount is the same, the magnitude of the emotional response is significantly larger for those imagining what it would be like to lose the money. In other words, the negativity of losing something is far greater than the goodness of gaining something, even when the something that's been lost or gained is objectively equivalent. I know that's true for me, but Julie, as a clinical therapist, how do we fight back and overcome this negativity bias in our own lives? I mean, I've heard you say that the person we speak to most often is ourselves. Are we our greatest adversary when it comes to discovering a greater degree of positivity in our daily lives? Absolutely, we can be. You know, clinically, we like to say that our mind is like Velcro for the negative and like Teflon for the positive, meaning that the negative experiences tend to stick, whereas the positive experiences tend to kind of flow off. Even Julia Roberts' character Vivian in that movie, Pretty Woman, said the bad stuff is easier to believe. Did you ever notice that? And she was touching on this unfortunate psychological truth that the negative is indeed easier to believe and the reasons why may surprise you. So for starters, our proclivity for paying attention to negative rather than positive information is an ancient truth. And what I mean by that is this. In more ancient times, alertness to danger or the negative and bad stuff was a matter of life and death. So we all inherited the genes that predispose us to give this special attention to those negative aspects of our environments that could be harmful to us. We like to use the analogy of the carrot and the stick. If you're looking for a carrot to eat and you don't get it, well, the results aren't that bad. You could probably get it the next day. However, if you're trying to avoid a stick being swung at your head and you don't avoid it, your life could be over. So we are naturally more inclined to focus on the negative as opposed to the positive. However, too much negativity can cause us to literally develop an anger and resentment toward life and the people living in it. And that's both unrealistic and unsustainable. So we all need reminders of that fact that this world holds within our senses and reactions so much positivity and goodness. But that is in many ways determined on what we feed ourselves. So do we feed our lives with the easy often unseen sources of negativity like negative self-talk or negative bias in the media or comparison or performance patterns. You know, we can instill a few mini habits into our lives that can give us a positive injection of joy, peace, and positivity that can, in essence, overcome our negativity bias. Chuck, I bet you see plenty of this in your pastoral role like I do in my clinical practice. Yeah, I, I think we both see this, even though we're on different ends of what this scale feels like. But at the same time, I, I feel like there needs to be some clinical help for people like me that can help us grab and wrap our head around what can we actually do to win the personal battle of negativity and turn our lives into more positive and hope-filled people. Okay, so here's the really good news. We are both created with a negativity bias, but we are also created with the ability to overcome and build resiliency into our lives. So here are three things that we can all do to start combating the negativity bias. So the first thing is to get grateful. 
And this is hard for us sometimes because being grateful and positive actually takes a little bit more energy in our brain initially than going down the path of least resistance toward negativity. However, our brains are moldable and the more we practice it, the easier it gets and the more it becomes our default mechanism. When we get grateful, our brains naturally begin to flood our nerves and our body and our soul with positivity. So interestingly, our bodies and brains actually have these natural feedback loops. And if you don't believe me, just take a second right now and smile. You're automatically happier, right? That's because when you smile, your body sends a message to your brain that you're happy. And the same thing happens when we choose to think positively. Our brain sends a message to our body, even down to the cellular level, that things are okay. And that works out really well for us in the long run. Number two, get in community. So when we get into a safe and encouraging community, we discover that we are not alone in this quest for a more positive and peace-filled life. As a matter of fact, when we're in a negativity bias, our nervous systems respond. But when we're around people who are positive and calm, our nervous systems actually borrow their peace for a moment until we can take it on ourselves. Over time, as we continue to focus on the positive, we become those people that offer that safe and supportive place to other people. Number three, get into meditation. Chuck, I've heard you speak to this numerous times. From a spiritual perspective, do you really find that meditation is worthwhile, or is that simply pastor chat to encourage prayer? Well, it could be some of both, honestly, but it is a real thing. I've discovered that the simple act of quietude, solitude, and focus on a consistent basis, and I emphasize on a consistent basis, can radically change your outlook and realities of the challenging world we live in. It's absolutely true that when we have a moment to get our lives focused on the things of God, that the focus in the rest of this world becomes far clearer. And my guess is that's true in a clinical sense and in your world as well. It is. And when we look at how the brain works in relation to meditation, it's fascinating. What we found through brain studies is that there's a couple areas of the brain called the insula. And when we meditate that area of the brain actually grows in structure. It gets larger. And this is the area of the brain that helps us get in tune with our body and in tune with our emotions. And not only that, but the insula is heavily responsible for empathy. So the more that we get in tune with our own emotions, the more we are able to get in tune with other people's emotions and provide compassionate care, hope, and peace. The insula does a couple of other things too. It helps regulate the nervous system. So when we're really stressed out, it helps activate that part of the nervous system that helps us calm down. In addition to that, the insula helps regulate our immune system as well. So truly the way that we think affects not only our mental health, but our physical health as well. That is so, so good. So here's a thought that might be of help to every listener. You were created without one single mistake, and yet we all have flaws. It's within those flaws and in those foibles that we discover the courage, resiliency, and good news that we can overcome the negativity in our own minds and in our world. And it might feel strange at first, but it can also help you approach your negative inner voice with some kindness. 
that might be the topic for our next show, Julie. Maybe we just want to focus on kindness one day. Mm -hmm. So maybe right now you could choose to speak to yourself as you would a friend. When negative thoughts are streaming in your ear, ask yourself, are you okay? What's wrong? Why, why, why are you so angry? Or why are you feeling hurt? The idea is to good-naturedly interrupt yourself and your own thoughts whenever you start to trash talk yourself. It's like the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, except it involves treating yourself with the same kindness and compassion that you're to treat the people you love. We all need to cultivate a more gentle and patient attitude with ourselves. Learn to celebrate small victories over negativity and self-recrimination while understanding that you may have days where you backslide a bit. It's all a natural part of learning and our growth process. That's absolutely true, Chuck. And the best news for this positive talk today is that you are not alone. We are here for you. And if you sense that you need help, simply reach out to clearpathcounseling.org and follow the prompts to take this less than 10-minute assessment to discover your next best steps to determine God's best for your life. You know, Chuck, the opposite of negativity isn't positivity. It's peace. You know, that is a tweetable statement. The opposite of negativity isn't positivity. It's peace. Julie, thanks so much. I'm always encouraged by your grace and by your wisdom. And thank you for listening in on this maiden voyage with us on the Positive Talk podcast. You can always listen and share these episodes from your favorite podcast platforms and from positivetalkpodcast.com. Now, may, may the Lord today in this blessing go before you and make your crooked path straight. And may he go within you and provide you with peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment. And may you find hope in those that offer you a listening ear, a safe relationship, and hopefully today, a word of encouragement. So go in peace, and we'll see you next Thursday for another episode of the Positive Talk podcast, brought to you in part by clearpathcounseling.org. Bye, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us today. Mm -hmm.